What's up, Braves Nation? This is the Ethos Braves Sports Podcast. I am your host, John McKay, and on the other side is one of my good friends in the world, Denzel. Jeremy, how's it going? It's going good. Good day to talk about some baseball. You know, three out of four. Uh, that sounds pretty good. I almost pulled it out. You know, even Wednesday night, and we punched all the right buttons, and that felt good. Exactly. Um, it the weather's starting to turn fall like, and I, I'm loving it too. So, yeah, it is. You know, for uh, for for well, for both of us, really, to be honest with you, you're you know you're uh, you know down down south in the big state of Georgia, and I'm up here in the Kentucky. It's usually smoking hot. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, around the time, uh, this is a, a Friday when we're recording this, this is the start of high school football, uh, for the state of Kentucky, uh, or at least where, what we classify as week zero, which you can either play on week zero or not play. Uh, basically if we play on week zero, then you could take a week off, you know, during the year, um, or, or if you play week one, you got to play, you know, 10 games in a row. So anyway, this is the start. And usually it is hot. Right. Um, I mean, we've had some hot weather uh, back, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Uh, it was just smoking hot. I mean, you'd have to delay the game, you know, because the heat index and stuff. And and it, and, and we were uh, interviewing uh, the coach on Thursday night, and, and we were out there, and it was beautiful out there. I mean, it was great. And today, or Friday, looks like it's going to be the same thing. So another beautiful day. Usually, and again, for the both of us, the humidity's high, it's smoking hot, and and it's it's a beautiful day, beautiful well, day. It's a little cloudy down here, but um, it's not cloudy in Truist Park. No, it's not. It's very sunny there too. By the way, I mean, um, look, I, I you know I complained the last time that we played the Mets, and really essentially the last few times we played the Mets that we just didn't really put any pressure on them, and I mean no pressure at all. Mm-hmm. Um, they looked like they were just cruising right along to where, you know, it, it was going to be an easy, uh, you know, easy division win for them. Uh, and, and they were going to move on and they were going to be the Eastern Division champs and the Braves are going to go into wild card. Well, okay, you know, that's fine. But this series, three out of the four, we came out smoking on Monday night. We came out smoking on Tuesday night to the point where Matt Olson hit the ball you know, and we'll talk about that in a minute, hit the ball over the chop house, mm-hmm. uh, which was a, a blast. And and so Wednesday night, <laughs> what a night Wednesday night was. I mean, uh, it, you know, two home runs, back-to-back home runs, uh, uh, you know, in the first and second innings. Uh, we get down 4 nothing. I'm thinking, okay, Scherzer's pitching. All right, this is going to be their game. Uh, yes, and Scherzer pitched a great game. But we started chipping away and chipping away. We just couldn't get close enough. We just couldn't, you know, get there. But I thought we still put the pressure on, much like they did against uh, the Braves the last series that we had five games. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the game that we won was still, you know, pressure-packed. Right. Uh, and then uh, Thursday night, uh, beautiful game pitched by both pitchers, DeGrom oh. and Scherzer. But it was Grissom. Grissom with a little bitty infield single. And then Michael Harris, the hit up the middle that seemed like it rolled a very short distance and Grissom was off and running. And the riverboat gambler, Ron Washington, once again, waving him home. And the rookie got home. And, you know, that was the winning run. So, As uh, Ben and Joe would say, it was a 21 club. 
<laughs> yes, it was the 21 Club. And you know, I could feel him getting the, the go-ahead sign to go home. I told my when Harris got the hit, we were sitting on the couch, and it was a – it had been a, kind of a long day anyway. The, and my, my preparation for football has, has changed a little bit this year. My, my partner uh, has changed jobs, so we normally get things going on Wednesday, uh, and so we normally go talk to the coach on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And that gives me, uh, you know, on into Thursday to get pre- prepared for, you know, getting the interview to the station – uh, getting it, you know, cut down if I need to do the other things. Well, I had to do that last night. And my wife was working really late at the office. And so we didn't get supper till about seven o'clock. And I'd already said that I was not going to watch the first couple of innings because I did on Wednesday night. And by golly, they got down four to nothing right off the bat. And I thought, <laughs> you know what? Monday night, I didn't watch the first couple of innings. Tuesday night, I didn't. So I thought, you know what? Thursday night, I'm not either. So I didn't pick it up till about the third inning, and we were up two to nothing, and I was pretty happy. Um, and then I really didn't watch it until probably about the sixth. Mm-hmm. It was two to two. Uh, and so I saw Grissom, you know, get the little infield hit. They, of course, they bring out DeGrom, uh, and he looked a little angry uh, when he was coming out. So they bring out DeGrom, and, and then Harris gets a hit, and I told my wife, we just sat down on the couch, we were eating some ice cream, and I said, uh-oh, watch this. I said, here goes Grissom. I said, he's going to be – they're going to wave him around home. I could feel it about the time he ran around second base. And here he comes. And my wife said, man, he needs to keep his mouth closed when he's sliding into home plate. You know, <laughs> he gets some dirt in there. And so, anyway, it was it was crazy. But it was – you know, it was a great series. I think from the, the mental standpoint, it's like we're back. You know, um, don't count us out. And okay. you could just see the frustration – on on their faces and even DeGrom said it you know uh, he was frustrated he was he was uh you know mad that they they didn't come into truest park and and take the sweep like they did you know four out of five uh they didn't come in and win three out of four themselves they lost three out of four so he was a little frustrated himself but at least you know we punched the right buttons let's put it that way and we'll talk about uh Thursday night's game here in a bit but we punched the right buttons which was which was good to see I do have a question. What kind of ice cream was it? Um, well, it was Dairy Queen, uh, and it was a Butterfinger Blizzard. That's my that's my go to. That's as my wife would say. That's the only thing that I would eat from the you know as far as a Blizzard goes. I don't change much, John. I'm 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 pretty vanilla uh, uh, basically. Every time the Braves are rallying, you have to go to Dairy Queen and get a Butterfinger Blizzard. Well, I, I can tell you this much. My wife would be absolutely happy that we did that because she loves the Dairy Queen. And you have to remember, our Dairy Queen here, um, our our Dairy Queen here, and this is a shameless plug for, you know, a sponsor, um, but our Dairy Queen here is only open March through the end of October. Uh, really? That's it. Yeah, it is still a – well, it used to be a walk-up Dairy Queen, okay? Not an inside. It uh, doesn't serve anything but hot dogs and ice cream. That's it. <clears throat> so – it's been around, it seems like, 100 years, and it is popular. When Dairy Queen Day is March 1st. You can just about expect everybody to be going to the Dairy Queen because that's the day it opens. Uh, October, uh, Halloween, that will be the day it closes, and mm-hmm. you can expect everybody to be there then. I mean, people, it used to be, uh, now they have it to where they come to your car and take your order. Uh, they kind of changed it up during COVID times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but usually you could walk up to 
to the to the stand there and place your order. And it used to be a line like no other on the first day. Wow. Uh, and so you had to get there early, and it take you. It might take you an hour to get through the line. But people were like, I don't care. I got to get my chili dog and my ice cream. You know, I mean, it could be freezing outside. People standing in line. It didn't matter. So wow, yeah, it's kind of unique. But uh, yeah, my wife would love it if you if we did that all the time. Rally, let's go get some ice cream. You know. All right. So okay, I know we're off topic. I'm sorry, guys. But chili we dog, always are off topic. What do you What do you get on your chili dog? Uh, I just get, I just get chili and the dog. I'm not a huge, um, I'm not a, I'm not a huge chili fan. Okay. okay. So I, I will eat chili on a hot dog. That's about it. Um, okay. it's, it's kind of like a salad. I'm not a huge salad fan unless I have a lot of the stuff on top of it, like cheese, ham, uh, maybe some chicken thrown in there, uh, bacon bits, croutons, uh, yeah. Whatever else I can find besides lettuce, okay. <laughs> so, but but the chili dog, it's just plain old chili and the dog. That's it. Nothing else. So. I've got to have onions. Like that's my thing. Well, that and people do that too. Uh, I'm I'm just a plain. Like I said, John, my wife would say I'm just plain. That's all I am. <laughs> you know, I'm just a plain old person. You know, my hamburger, it's, it's cheese and ketchup only. You know, that's it. <laughs> Or just cheese only. That's it. You know, so I'm, I'm pretty fine. And she's really the one that introduced me to the chili dog. I really wasn't a fan of having chili on my dog. Just mm-hmm. having either ketchup or maybe some cheese I'd throw on there or something. That's it. Uh, so she's like, oh, you got to try chili dog. And so I've, it's it's good. I, I'm, I'll admit it. I'm, you know, all these years and I have finally have started eating a chili dog, you know, so. Anyway. One more, one more food question, and then we'll get to the baseball. Uh, Skyline chili, have you had it? Uh, yes, I believe I have. Yes, yes. Did you like it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it's okay. good. Cause it's good. I have a, yeah, I have a friend, and she uh, her she has family up there, and she keeps telling my wife and I that she's gonna fix it for us. So, <laughs> so I'm, that's I'm, great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, again, I I know I'm playing, and I don't mind her, you know, or the kids or anything going and and getting stuff. My daughter uh, is a little on the same line as me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son will pretty much eat just about anything, <laughs> and it shows at six four, you know, he can eat just about anything. Um, he's really enjoying his meal plan at at school oh, at Murray man. State, you know, so he can eat, you know, and that's good. But anyway, he still goes to the gym and works out. By the way, John, so you'd be proud of him for that regard. Nice. But um, but yeah, but yeah, my wife. You know, again, I'm just plain. That's all I am. I'm just plain vanilla. <laughs> that's it. I, there's nothing wrong with vanilla. I'll take vanilla ice cream over on any. I, I'm I'm good for it too, man. I'm good for it. Well, starting off Tuesday night, the Braves end up beating the Mets five nothing behind Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton threw. Oh man, I was. On every pitch, twelve strikeouts and six and two thirds innings for Morton. Oh, uh, man. yeah, he he he's looking like he's rounding himself into form. Mm-hmm. You know, late in the year, uh, you know, we need that veteran presence on the mound. And lo and behold, here comes Charlie Morton, and they're saying that um, um, they're saying that you know he his, his curveball was was looking really good, um, and, and, you know, lots of things were looking really good. 
Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's great because that's what we need out of Charlie Morton. And like I said, look, I don't, I, you know, earlier in the season, I don't need Charlie Morton to pitch good. You know, we can win games. I need him to pitch good late in the season. Well, guess what? Um, good late. Here, here, here he comes, pitching good late. You know, the ERA is finally rolling down, uh, you know, and, and, and maybe the next start or two going to go under four, which is good. Um, but, yeah, he pitched a whale of a game, three hits, no earn, no runs, you know, only one walk and 12 strikeouts. He was looking really good. Dylan Lee came in and finished up uh, that inning, that third of an inning that <clears throat> Charlie couldn't, and then Mentor and Iglesias finished it out. And, uh, you know, fantastic. I think the reason – Martin was getting closer, maybe over 100 whenever he, he – I, I think there were – I think they were kind of hoping that he would be able to get through the seventh, the seventh, you know, rather quickly, and it and it kind of slowed a little bit, and then you know they they bring in Dylan Lee and Dylan Lee finishes things off, which is great. So uh, you know, no complaints from Charlie Morton. Fabulous game, you know, got the offense that he needed. Um, you know, got a run in the third, got two in the fourth, and then two in the obviously two in the seventh. He wasn't around. It wasn't around then. He just finished up, but still. You know, he gets the win, and, and um, you know, Ronald Acuna with four walks on the night, uh, that's <laughs> unusual. Uh, to be honest with you, he should have started uh, with the, the first inning that I watched, by the way. Uh, it was right before church, and I'm, I'm sitting there. Nobody's home. It's just me because my wife is, is working a, a Murray State picnic they were having for, you know, the all the students and stuff. And, and so, uh, you know, he should have had walk number five. In, on Wednesday night at five in a row, and, and uh, he ended up uh, swinging at what was probably ball four. But still, four walks on the night, and, and then everybody else, you know, Matt Olson had three RBIs, had a, a bomb of a home run, uh, Darno a couple of hits. Um, you know, the interesting thing about this is uh, you're starting to see this lineup without Marcelo Zuna. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I mean this in no disrespect at all. But this is what I've been asking for uh, for a while is to get him out of the lineup. And so they, you know, they trade for Robbie Grossman. Uh, he's the he's in left field. Uh, him and uh, Eddie are, you know, flip flopping uh, DH uh, playing in the outfield whenever uh, Eddie's whenever there's a lefty in there. Eddie's probably not going to play, although I think he should anyway. Uh, but Contreras is going to DH. Uh, so. Uh, you're starting to see Grossman get a little more playing time, and, and hopefully he, you know, maybe turns into the Jock Peterson uh, of what we had, you know, last year with Jock. And and um, you know, I'm I'm glad, you know, Grossman's bat ninth, which moves Harrison Grissom up, which is fine. I'm fine with that. Grossman had a big homer on on Wednesday night that you know trying to get us a little bit closer, and and um, so uh, you know, Ozuna didn't play any, I think, during the whole Mets series. Uh, which I think his time is going to get diminished a lot with Grossman. Uh, and I'm fine with that. You know, I've been saying that all, you know, for half the year. It's time maybe to make a change. But but still, everybody everybody hitting on all cylinders, and, and uh, it, it was great. Five to nothing. It was fun. I would like – this is just nitpick, but I would like Grossman to hit seventh and then Grossman to hit eighth. And yeah. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, you know what? You hate to mess up the mojo a little bit. Um, you know, those two guys at the bottom of the order, since Grissom's been around for uh, a week, and, you know, 
what more could you throw a rookie into, okay? Yeah. And it's the same thing with Harris, you know. What more could you throw a rookie into than a Mets series? Now, first of all, you throw him into the Boston series, okay? Mm-hmm. They're, you're in Fenway Park, one of the most iconic parks in in the entire baseball community. It's one of the few iconic parks left other than Wrigley Field, I think. Right. Um, I would Dodger say, Stadium. I, Dodger I Stadium, another one maybe, right? Where? Uh, Dodger Stadium, I think, uh, yeah. uh, has been around a while. Um, so what more could you do? Um, you know, even Yankee Stadium, it's new Yankee Stadium. It's not old Yankee Stadium, so even that. But what more could you do? You throw the kid into the Red Sox series, and then you throw the kid into the Mets series. Right. So, I mean, what more could you ask for? But, yeah, those those two guys batting at the bottom have really shored up that bottom of the lineup. And, and you're like, okay, you get through, you know, you get through the top of the order, and you're thinking, all right. You know, bottom of the order, I got this. Nope. And then you're like, oh, my gosh, now I got to go with Grissom and Harris, and those two guys have been killing the ball. Right. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I would give the player of the game to Morton and Olsen, but more leaning more toward Morton. I would, too. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, Matt had a good game, a homer, and, you know, three RBIs, got the huge homer. But, uh, but Morton, I mean, you, you can't ask for any better pitching than what Charlie Morton did. No. Uh, I mean, it, it was fabulous. And you wish that, you know, somebody like Ian Anderson, again, you wish that Charlie Morton, he would he would go to Charlie and say, okay, what am I doing? You know, what what's going on? Because, you know, I feel that stuff is there for Ian Anderson, and I feel that, you know, he, he's got the potential. And I wish he could just go to, you know, Charlie Morton and say, what's the secret to, to you know, the longevity that you've had? Right, uh, because certainly Charlie Morton's career has been up and down, and he's—I guess he kind of um, uh, resurrected it with the Astros, and then with the uh, with the Rays, and now with the Braves. You know, the last few years has been a very, very good pitcher. So I wish you could take somebody like Ian Anderson and say, "Okay, you know, let's learn from Charlie Morton. Right. Uh, let's learn." So. Anyway, we'll 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 see where that career goes, but Charlie with a fantastic game. Yeah, I was impressed. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm not as you know frustrated with the Braves as I would be after a loss because this was a back and forth game on Wednesday. It was nine to seven your final score. Uh, Max Scherzer gets the win, and it like the Braves were competitive. They were they didn't just give up on this. <clears throat> I've seen before. And no, I, no. No, they they did not. I I, I agree. They definitely uh, did not give up. Uh, you know, they got down four nothing early. You got to run back in the third. Uh, you know, the Mets picked up a run in the in the sixth. Uh, the you know Mets picked up a run in the seventh, and the Braves picked up four in the seventh. So mm-hmm. you're thinking, okay, here we go. Uh, you know, time to time to roll. But then the Mets came back and picked up three in the ninth. Uh, but the Braves got two two in the ninth of their own. And, and really did put the pressure on what I'm really – what I guess I'm really more disappointed about is the pitching, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Matic pitched good. Kirby Yates gave up a run, um, which um, I believe was a home run. Uh, and then uh, you know, Dylan Lee came in and pitched pretty good, but Jackson Stevens came in and didn't pitch good at all. Uh, you know, ended up giving up three, three earned runs, and that's where – that's you take those three earned runs out of the way, and all of a sudden we win the game. Right. Uh, and then 
And then newcomer Freddie Tarnock came in and pitched two-thirds of an inning to finish up and looked really good. Uh, you know, kind of a lanky, kind of a lanky kid. <clears throat> One of the prospects, and again, another prospect's coming out. Uh, gave up a hit, but he struck out a guy too as well. So I guess middle, you know, between Kirby Yates, and look, I'm not frustrated with Kirby Yates. Uh, he gave up the home run early and then ended up getting a, uh, getting them out of the inning the rest of the way. So uh, Jackson Stevens just struggled. Um, Oda Rizzi seemed like he struggled. You know, he was giving up home runs. That was that was part of the problem. But if you realize, you know, <clears throat> the Mets that night looked like the Braves. Mm-hmm. Uh, home runs. Guess what? The Mets, Mets are like <clears> – <throat> we talked about this, I believe, last week after we finished up that series with the Mets of how um, the Mets are like – uh, 16th or 17th or maybe somewhere in there in home runs right uh, in the major league where the where the Braves are like up at the top right. so it reminded me of of the Braves and then and then all of a sudden we started making the comeback not necessarily by the home run route but we started making the comeback and and again even though we lost the game I agree with you I think we put the pressure on them more or less to think oh man you know, we scored nine runs. If they scored seven, this game was pretty intense to begin right. with. It wasn't supposed to be that way. Um, and, and I think that was the pressure. Again, pressure, that's what I'm saying. We could just keep the pressure on. Um, you know, you, you start to see things happening. And, and even though we got down, um, you know, by, by that many runs, we still made a run at them and almost, almost came back against Max Scherzer, too, which was tough to do because he was throwing the ball pretty good. Now, on this night, Ironically enough, Snicker gets thrown out. Um, oh. Which missed, yeah, which Mr. Umpire, uh, Mr. Home Plate Umpire. Now, you look, I, I give him props. He was consistent all night. And if it's consistently bad, at least it's consistent. He <laughs> loved he loved the high strikes, okay? okay? And he was calling it all night. And if you go back, my son sent me something yesterday or Thursday, um, and, and – um, Every once in a while, I question whether or not my son's in class or not, or is <laughs> is supposed to be in class doing work. You know, so he sent me something yesterday, and and it was he, he said, "What a call! This that terrible call or something." And it was, I believe, the one where Snicker got thrown out. I think it was maybe Austin Riley, and it was the high strike. And um, and so he did that all night. He was calling that high strike, and and both teams were frustrated, but he kept calling that high strike and. And it, it was a little bit worse than what I'd seen over the last few few years. But uh, he did all night. Yeah, Snicker got thrown out one of the first times all year, I think, you know. And he's he definitely not following the moniker of Bobby Cox. You know, Bobby would have been thrown out probably in the first inning after a bad, you know, <laughs> that high strike, you know. So, anyway. But still, they, they made a run at him. And Walt Weiss was the, the man in charge afterwards. And, and uh, he pulled the right strings. We just couldn't get him. We just couldn't catch them. It was just a little too far. We almost pulled it out in the end, though. So I was in and out on this game. So I I, I saw it was like four nothing or four to nothing, and then four to one, and then five to you know I saw the score and I, yeah, I saw yeah. one and I was like, eh. okay, yeah. So I looked I looked over a little bit later and it was six five. I was like, I looked at my my wife and I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I didn't give up. I you know in the in the Last the, the previous weekend, uh, when when they played the Mets and they got down that much, I gave up. Yeah. Um, I didn't give up this time. I, I was at church, so I missed a little bit of the of the the middle part of the game. 
and then came back, started watching it, and, and it was like, okay, uh, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. And finally, you know, there at the end, it, uh, I, I kept thinking, well, we may pull this out, you know, look at this. And, right. one, and I kept thinking, I, I was thinking in my head, okay, tie and runs on deck, tie and runs on deck. Right. Uh, and we just couldn't get the tie and run off the deck, basically, right. uh, which – which that, that was fine. But still, we, we put the pressure on, even it was Max Scherzer. And you knew that DeGrom was going to come out and be throwing, too. But I was just glad that on, you know, Thursday they activated Max Freed because that, again, that added a little more pressure to them because Max Freed's going. He hadn't pitched in a, in, in, in a little over a week, so he should be pretty strong. And, and um, you know, again, punching the right buttons is exactly what they did all weekend, all this past week. Exactly. Um, and you mentioned Max Free, him and uh Jacob DeGrom dueled uh Friday night and or Thursday night, sorry. And, yes. Wow. Three to two is your final score and Vaughn Grissom <laughs> scores the winning run. Um Yep. Kinda easy to keep up with the scoring in this. The Braves get two runs early. Uh, Mark Canna hits a two-run bomb, and then Mark yep. Grissom scores a winning run in, in the seventh. Yeah. Uh, Dansby uh, drove in a run with a, a double. Austin Riley, I believe, came up with a couple of hits and knocked him in. Pardon? And uh, Well, you, Dansby uh, was driven in by Austin Riley. I was trying to yeah. That. Yeah. Dansby, I think, got the double that drove in one of the runs, I believe. Uh, I think, wasn't it? That way? Um, and then Austin yeah. Riley came up and got – uh, got knocked in Dansby, so that that was the second run. Um, and then Harris comes up, comes up, and knocks in um, the the other something like yeah, knocks in Grissom. So uh, so yeah, uh, you know, good stuff, uh, good win. Uh, but that score by Vaughn Grissom there at the end, um, I mean, he is running. Of course, he's a taller kid. You know what, six three. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Um, and he was moving uh, when that ball was hit. And of course, there's there's two outs, um, and and Harris Harris is you know just kind of hits a, a, a you know one right in between where they're playing a little bit of the shift, right in between uh, second and short, uh, not necessarily up the middle, but more towards the right side of second base, right. uh, if you were the batter at least. Um, and it just goes right between them and just kind of slowly rolls out there. Brandon Nimmo comes up throwing um, and then throws to the cutoff man who turns and fires home, and, and Grissom just slides to the outside of the plate and, and makes it, uh, you know, a second before he's tagged. Uh, I mean, it was close, but, but you know, hats off to, to Ron Washington, but hats off to Vaughn Grissom who was flat-out booking. Uh, I mean, he was moving. And those long legs got him home. Yeah, I love to listen to Jim's call. Or uh, yeah, it was Ben. Sorry, Ben Ingram on the call of that when. Yeah, it's close like that. It, yeah. Oh yeah. We really like to have broadcasters like the ones we have. Just saying. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't listen a huge amount. Um, I, you know, if I'm on the road or if it's an afternoon game or, or like a Sunday afternoon, I'll get a chance. You know, if I'm outside. Uh, washing the cars or something in between church times, I'll I'll get out there and listen to them. So uh, yeah, I I love listening to those guys. They're they're good. Most of the time, it's me watching the TV 
Um, and, and so I don't get a chance to listen to those guys very much, but, uh, you know, we're going to be on the road here, uh, a little bit on, you know, on Friday night some, and so I'll get a chance to listen to them then. So, uh, but I do like listening. It's, it's, uh, it's good stuff. Those guys get excited, you know, they're homers. That's what they're there for. And, and, um, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's good stuff. I, I, you know, those, those guys are as much a part of, uh, you know, the lives of Braves fans as anybody, uh, oh. you know, you, you feel like they're part of the team as well. Definitely. Yeah. So I would give this one to Max Freed. Well, I would too, you know, seven innings, um, you know, I was at the point where, where I was thinking, you know, is Max going to come out for the eighth? Because uh, he was close to that hundred mark, you know, and, and I'm thinking, mm, is he going to come out for the eighth inning maybe? And, and maybe see if we can, uh, you know, kind of not use the bullpen uh, as much. But it's the right call. He brings in Minter. Uh, Minter gave up a hit. It was, a, a, you know, one of those where tight game in the not only the eighth but also the ninth. Uh, gave up a hit. Struck out two, though, and Iglesias came up and, and got Starling Marte to, to break his bat and ground out, uh, I believe it was Grissom that he grounded out to. Uh, so, thus the uh, eighth inning uh, rally for the Mets went by the wayside. But the ninth inning, I mean, it was excitement in the ninth inning, too. Um, Lindor gets on base, um, you know, leads off with a single. You know, it's Kenley Jansen. And Lindor has second base stolen, and Pete Alonso swings at the pitch, pops it up. You have three players converging. You've got Dansby, you've got Grissom, not Dansby, you got Dansby, you got Acuna, and you got Harris all converging. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if one of them catches it, they might get a double play. Uh, but it bounces right in the middle. But Lindor has to thinking that they're going to catch it because they've made all indications, the three of them had, that they were going to catch it. And it was so close to uh, second, first base there. It was kind of uh, shallow right field. And Lindor, who slides in, has to immediately kick it back in gear to get back to first base. Mm-hmm. And then the ball drops, and lo and behold, all they got to do is throw it to second base and get them out. And that works. And they end up they end up pinch running for Alonzo, which I was shocked at. Uh, because I know that they needed that run. I get it. What happens if it goes extra innings? Right. You know, you take your best, you know, your best power hitter out of the game and you put in a pinch hitter. You can't bring him back in. And so that I was kind of surprised. That might be one of the few mistakes Buck Buck Showalters made. Well, I, I agree. And and again, I know what he's doing. He, he's going to try to get a steal of second base, and he's going to try to steal a run, basically. Because Kenley Jansen, they've been stealing on him all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, let's face it. There's and I, You know, although half a second, half a second uh, faster from, um, from Darno, and the runner's out at second base. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, it was that close. I didn't think it'd be that close, but it was close. Um but yeah, that that's probably the button that uh, Buck Showalter shouldn't have pushed, uh, because if if the if the game goes into extra innings, you lose your best power hitter, uh, and so you have no protection behind you know Marte, Lindor, those guys, uh, because he's sitting on the on the bench. 
But I, I knew what he was doing. I get it. He's going to steal a base. He's going to try to put that runner scoring position and hopefully get a hit. But Kenley Jansen finished him up, and, and we end up winning the game, which was great. Remind me at the end of uh, Braves talk to talk about a uh, former catcher that I really like. Okay. Um, All right. He made his major league debut, but I'll talk oh. about Oh, yes. I, that's, I was going to ask you if it's that guy. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy. <laughs> so I think we forgot to do a uh, player of the game for uh, Wednesday night. Yes. I wasn't really – I didn't really watch this game much. Um, who'd you, who you – who's – had a good game offensively to you well um i would go let me go pull this back up um i would go with Contreras. um you could go with grissom too uh you know and you know Contreras had three hits grissom had two hits and scored and had three rbis uh right. so you can either go with one of those um but I'll, I'll go with Contreras. he's been you know we haven't paid attention to him and given it to him but i'll go with Contreras. he had three hits and scored two runs yeah, that's what I'd say. So, the Braves are playing Houston this weekend, the Astros. The Astros it is, yep. So, are they the same blue and orange as the Mets? Um, yeah, a little bit. The orange is a little more um, orangey. Burnt orange, is that what that is, maybe? Like, like Texas? It, yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that's kind of what they are. It's funny okay. we had this discussion. Um, we just recently we were doing a lot of upgrades at Ty Holland. Um, you know, we, we painted um, uh, the goalposts, and that was the discussion we had <laughs> Thursday night. Uh, Hack walks in and said, oh, they painted the goalposts green. I'm like, green? Where are you? What color scheme are you looking at? That is a fluorescent yellow, you dummy. And so – Anyway, uh, we had uh, that's the question we asked the coach. He said, "Okay, we got last question. What's the color of the goalpost?" Well, he converted it's like a yellowish green. I'm like, "Okay, whatever," you know. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, uh, it's it's more that burnt orange. Um, you know, I, Astros uniforms a long time ago were great. You know, uh, just uh, uh, wildly. I hate those those space uniforms they wear. They mm. are ugly. Uh, they must love them, but who knows? But, uh, but yeah, the Astros come to town. And, you know, we're going to lead off with um, a couple of good pitchers leading off, to be honest with you. McCullers is going to lead off. He has not pitched much this year. Just He's had some arm issues, I believe. Uh, but he's going to uh, lead, lead off for the Astros. You know, the one thing we are going to avoid is Verlander. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's not going to pitch the whole series, which is great. Uh, you know, McCullers going to get the start tonight. Kyle Wright, fourteen and five, uh, you know, great. You know what? What's good about the Astros when they? This is what's good, but what's bad about them is the fact that we do play them. You know what's good about the Astros? Where a few weeks ago when the Mets played them, we were able to gain ground on on the Mets. Right at that point, and I think got to within like a half a game of first place because they had, uh, you know, the the Astros had played very well against the Mets and had won several games. Let's hope that does not happen this weekend, my friend, because we do not need that to happen. No. You know, we need wins. And, and look, it's it's a battle of the World Series teams, you know. Yep, I like this. Uh, and without, uh, you know, some of the key players maybe, but it is a battle of, of the World Series teams, uh, and, and it should be fun. 
Uh, Kyle Wright, again, going to get the start um, tonight uh, or Friday night. Uh, you know, Spencer Strider is going to go Saturday, and, and uh, we're going to go right back with uh, Charlie Morton on Sunday. So and We get the uh, Cheryl friend, um, Will Smith. Yeah, Will Smith is on the Astros now, so uh, hopefully he can give up a few runs to the Braves. Oh, that's, I didn't say that, did I? Um, <laughs> hopefully, you know, he can, um, you know, not take it out on us. But, uh, but yeah, uh, you know, it, it, it's fun. Um, I, I think we should be playing our division teams at this time, but I understand the schedule. So, uh, anyway, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll play the Astros and, and uh, we'll see where we go from there, right? I kind of like so. I kind of like that they had this matchup because it is, you know, like the NFL always tries to do the Super Bowl matchup from the year before, or like right, yeah. I, I, I kind of like this. Like, yeah, it would have been nice if it would have been a knock the opening weekend. Um, yeah. You know, so or like um, the Christmas Day game for the NBA is like the Grizz Warriors this year. So right, I, you know, right, yeah. Um, and, you know, it did push back Kyle Wright. I'm, I'm sitting here looking at a story. It, um, Wright is is um, um, a guy who they kind of pushed back start-wise. He, he had a little bit of arm fatigue, so uh, probably pitched more innings than he has in his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, fortunately, we've got, you know, towards the end of the season um, – you know, and more starts. He, he just had like 21 regular season outings, um, you know, entering 2022. He's got 22 starts this year, 134 innings pitch. So um, your hope is that with more, uh, you know, Ian Anderson's there, uh, Kyle Moeller could be there. You know, you can push a guy like Kyle Wright back mm-hmm. to be able to get that extra day or two of rest. Uh, so uh, you hope that he comes out you know, as strong as ever. Now, next year, that won't be probably the talk because he'll, you know, have already gone, uh, you know, this month. So, um, anyway, it's, you know, Strider and Strider and Christian Javier are going to go on, on Saturday. And then uh, Charlie Morton, former uh, Astro, uh, you know, who was facing his old team in the World Series when he broke his leg. Um, and still and, – and, Pardon? And, and still, still pissed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Jose Urquidy is is going to go to as well as having a good year. So, uh, you know, some good pitching matchups. To be honest with you. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, yeah. So, did you see what happened? Or moving away from Braves for a little bit, um, just talking baseball. Um, yeah. Walker Bueller's out for the season. Yeah, I hate that. Um, he's um, um, he's a, a good pitcher. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the Dodgers seem to have a little bit of snake, snake bitten, you know, with some of their kids pitchers, but, uh, get it over with early and let's get back, uh, uh, let's get back going again. Clayton Kershaw has been kind of snake bit himself a little bit over the last few years, mm-hmm. uh, and, and has been almost his entire career, you know, with back issues, arm issues, other things. And, and so he struggled, but I, I like Walker Bueller, good pitcher. Uh, unfortunately, you know, if it's, uh, if it's the old Tommy John, which I think it is, mm-hmm. um, it looks like, you know, he will not be back until, uh, 2024. And, nope. and, you know, the interesting thing about that is, um, I know if you're going to do Tommy John surgery, 
you want to do it one of two ways. Uh, you either have it middle of the year, you come back to next year, middle of the year, and you've got that next half a year to get yourself reacclimated to throwing, mm-hmm. you know, um, or you do it at the end of a year and you've got the next year off and then you've got the next off season to continue working it out to get stronger. So you're ready to go for the next year. Right. Okay. Uh, I think personally for me, I would have rather done it middle of the year so that I get to come back the next year, middle of the year, and I can at least pitch. I can at least throw. So mentally, I can get myself ready. But he should be ready to go in 24. Uh, and you, you hate looking down that far, but he should be ready to go in 24. And he should be coming back stronger uh, because he's had, again, more time off to work that arm a little bit more. Right. Um, what about uh, Joey Votto having seen doing ending surgery? Oh, yeah. Um, you hate, yeah, you hate it for Votto. You figure, you know, he's, I guess, you know, he's the guy that's going to stay with the Reds, uh, for his career and not go anywhere when he's had opportunities, uh, to go places. Uh, and, and you hate that for him at least to be able to go to some team to help out. Um, you know, and, and my son was laughing because, uh, you know, the, the Yankees have had Joey Gallo and he has really struggled the last year. Or so with being with New York and he changes teams and, and, um, New York starts losing and Joey Gallo's got three home runs and New York's <laughs> only got two uh, wow. since he left, you know? Wow. So, uh, that's another guy, you know, that has, has kind of been there, been out there for years, but yeah, you hate that about Votto. Um, but hopefully, you know, he'll be back stronger you know, the next year, and, and he'll be back with the Reds, who uh, won't be going anywhere. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> From what I can tell, I like Joey Votto. He's one of the good guys in baseball. I do, too. I do, too. Um, it, it seems that way. Um, I, 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 you know, there's those guys <clears> – excuse me. There's those guys out there, and, and um, you know, Votto mic'd up was pretty fun. Um, you know, but you'd like to see those guys get a chance maybe – to finish their careers with somebody that they can go to the playoffs. Right. Um, you know, I hate to say it, but, you know, Mike Trout, another guy, um, you know, you would love to see him get a chance to go to the playoffs at well, some point in his career. But he's with the Angels, uh, at least with the current structure, unless they decide to bring in, you know, different different folks, they're just not going to get to go to the playoffs because they're going to make stupid mistakes. Uh, Joey Votto did make it to the playoffs. Two years ago. Technically. Yes. Technically, yes. Against yes. The, that COVID year. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Didn't go very far. No, it didn't go very far. But you'd like to see him go play for a team that's going to be a contender. Right. And see right. what he can do. Uh, that would be the fun part. So, uh, you know, it, and it may happen. It may not. Uh, but um, you hate it for guys like that when they get injured. Uh, you know, later in life, you're going to get injured. You're going to have those, but you hate it for that. You know, uh, Albert Pujols, uh, a guy who, um, you know, has got his, his world championships, uh, you know, playing very well for the Cardinals. Um, his, his 690 home runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's only four off of, I think it's four, four or six. I can't remember. So only, he's not very far away from Alex Rodriguez of going past him. I think you it's – is it four? 
off. Um, it was six, but you might be. Hey, it's six. Six ninety six. Is that what? Who is that? What Rodriguez? I think that's right. I think it's six. Um, so anyway, he's not far off of Alex Rodriguez. Um, but boy, would you love to see that guy go past him and hit seven hundred home runs? Mm-hmm. Um, because he's a great. He seems like a great guy. Mm-hmm. Pujols does. Yeah. Uh, been very very well received in every place he's gone. Seems to be like a fan favorite. Um, you know, uh, you know, a, a father type figure that you could look up to. Um, you know, you would love to see him get to 700 home runs. Right. Um, you know, he had a great home run derby. You would have never thought that Albert Pujols would have made it as far as he did in the home run derby. No. Um, but the but the old man got in there and, and hit some home runs and yeah. ended up what going to the finals. So or the semis, semis. Yeah. Yeah, ended up going to the semis because uh, it was Toto and Rodriguez. Sorry. <laughs> um, one more thing I want to mention, and I know this is a Braves related, but I love this guy. Sam Clear yep. made his major league debut, gets a double in his first plate appearance, and then gets a home run either the next game or the same night. And I'm just, I'm really happy for the guy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, you always want your farm guys, uh, guys that you uh, you expect to make to the majors. You always want those guys to do good. And, uh, you know, he was one guy that we've been talking about for a while, um, how disappointed, uh, you know, when you had that guy traded away. Of course, we get Matt Olson for it. Right. Um, and, and I believe – at one point, Michael Harris may have been the guy talked about going in that Olsen trade as well. Glad that didn't happen. Yes. Um, but, you know, Harris signed his extension. Uh, which yeah, is, we, I forgot which about is, that part. Yeah, he signed a, a seven-year extension. Could be up to ten, I believe. Uh, so, you know, the Braves have guys locked up. And I just saw something last night, too, I believe, that they're talking with Dansby about an extension. Uh, which is interesting because you've got the kid Vaughn Grissom playing. So mm-hmm. what are you going to do with Vaughn Grissom? Uh, where are you going to put him? And, and, again, talk about maybe moving him to the outfield. So that's what's going to happen there? Right. That's what uh, I think Ben and Joe were mentioning the other night. Yeah. So, But he's a kid, you know, at 6'3", that could probably flourish out in the outfield. Mm-hmm. Um uh, so, you know, he's a second baseman, shortstop by trade. Um, you know, uh, there was another guy back many, 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 many years ago named Ron Gant, who came up that as was, a second baseman. That wasn't, too far. that wasn't too long ago. I even remember. Well, yeah, uh, Ron Gant came up as second baseman, hit 19 home runs his, his um, you know, first year, his rookie year, but he severely struggled. His second year went all the way down to A ball, I think. Uh, learned to play the outfield, came back up and had a great career uh, as a, as an Atlanta Brave and and others I think went on to St. Louis and some other places but but had a had a great career and um, you know part of the resurgent 90s uh, that the Braves were on so um, you know Von Grissom uh, where's he going to be uh, who knows but uh, if they're talking extensions with Dansby they've already got Ozzy locked up you've got. Acuna locked up. You've got Matt Olson locked up. You've got Austin Riley locked up. Who am I missing? Um, I don't think any, anybody – Max Fried is going to be one of those guys I think yeah. you're going to have to get locked up. Yeah. Um, Sweet. Yeah, he is a uh, news anchor on Fox 5 down here in Atlanta. Who is? Ron Gant. Really? Yeah. Huh. 
Well, look at that. Huh. Well, yeah. he was a guy. I always thought he was a guy that could talk. Um, from what I'm, you know, remember back in the day. So I'm not surprised at that. That's good. I think good I stuff. was born that year that he was com- the, you know, that year, you know, the early nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, John. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, John, I was in college in the early 90s, okay? So, <laughs> thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> that just means you're wiser. I, You've made yeah, well, in your life than I have. You're wiser than me. Uh, well, I don't know about that. I, I I just say I've learned from those decisions maybe. But, but yeah, no, I make a lot of the fact that I'm old, so it's okay. I, you know, it makes me feel uh, even worse now that you were saying you were born. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh. Uh. <laughs> I feel like I can pick at you, so. Yeah, no, it's okay. I can pick at me, too. It's okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, um, we've rambled and rambled. We have. We have. I time hope, to, uh, time I to hope to... everybody likes the food talk. <laughs> yeah, we... we could do food talk all day, too. Yes. That's we, another podcast, both... right? But um, looking forward to this Houston series. Um, that's about all I got. Um Enjoy tonight at Ty Holland. Uh, Thank you. I look forward to it. I'll be, be uh All right. Well, it should be a fun time. And um, it's, um, you know, I, I debated on whether or not I was coming back. Um, I spent um, uh, a brief period of time thinking I wasn't going to come back. And um, I decided to at least give it one more run and let's see uh, where we go and see um, how much fun it is. And, uh, I'll uh, evaluate it again at the end of the year, and and uh, so, but I know it's going to be fun working with working with Hack, much like it is fun working with you. So that's what keeps me going. Uh, that's what keeps me uh, keeps me walking in the door of the stadium or or uh, talking to you. It's it's uh, you know guys that I work with. And one of the, in in a few weeks there might be three of us in the same. Yeah, yeah. If you if you make it up, uh, yeah, absolutely. We'd love to. Uh, get you in and and um you know the the fans out there want to know who we talk about each and every week so <laughs> it'd be nice to put the voice to it so absolutely uh, and if you get the chance to to make it to that game you're gonna come to the stadium of champions and and uh so it's uh it's a great place great place awesome well that's about all i had for brave talk today um thanks for listening to the show guys listening to us ramble uh really appreciate it um you can find the show on any listening platform, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, other platforms that I have no clue about. Um, <laughs> you can find the show on Twitter at Ethos Braves. You can find me at The Blind Donkey Runner. Yeah, I probably should change that. No, hey. don't. <laughs> Very good. I and like it. We're both on Facebook. I'm at John Robert McKay on Facebook, and Jeremy is... Just that plain old Jeremy Bell, because I'm vanilla. <laughs> uh, hey, there's nothing wrong with vanilla, because vanilla ice cream is awesome. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, guys, until next time, as always, go Braves. Go Braves.